All right, all right, everyone, take your seats. This time we're going to talk about the upside of frustration. Take your seats, please. Thanks. This is the Change Academy podcast, a show where we challenge you to do the deep work that can help you create sustainable, positive change in your habits, your mindset, and in your life. I'm Brock Armstrong. And I'm Monica Reinagel. We know that doing some of the work that we talk about in this podcast can be frustrating. (laughs) It can. (laughs) So much trial and error is involved. But we think that there's something really valuable to be gained from that frustration. And in this episode, we're going to explain why your frustration may actually be helping you create more lasting success and how to handle frustration in a more productive way. So many things can be handled in so many more productive ways than we handle them in our regular life. So this is just one of them, but I think we can really make a difference here. And in fact, the the reason that we decided to tackle this topic actually goes way back. Oh, man, I think it may be almost two years ago at this point. Yeah, it's been quite a while. Yeah, I was working on I was in the midst of working on sort of a reinvention of my morning routine. Because for years, I'd been doing pretty much exactly the same thing. And I came to the conclusion, at that point anyway, that it wasn't really serving me or serving our clients or serving anybody optimally. Mm. I was talking to you about it, and I guess I used the word frustrated when I was talking about how challenging I was actually finding it to break the old habit. And you, as the astute uh, mindset and behavior coach that you are, you actually, your ears perked up. And I hadn't noticed that I even used the word, but then you echoed it back to me. And actually, like, It freaked me out a little bit, (laughs) but it did make me think, okay, am I actually frustrated or did I just use that word because it's part of our vocabulary? Or Hmm. had I, an actual behavior change coach myself, allowed trying to solve this problem to get the best of me? But then after I thought about it for a while, I and we had a few exchanges on voicemail about about what I was feeling and why I was feeling frustrated and stuff, I actually was able to ask myself if feeling frustrated was an actual problem or if this was simply cause to do more work on my system and my process and my introspection and stuff. So it was kind of a, an interesting thing that got planted, a, a seed that got planted quite a while ago. Well, I'm glad you found that helpful and not just irritating. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we did make a note back then, like, hey, we should talk about this in a podcast episode. But then it kind of got buried by other topics. And it was our last episode, the very last one that we did on the difference between a system and a regimen that kicked this old topic back up to the top of the list. Yeah. So in that episode, the last one, we were talking about a number of distinctions between the way we think of a regimen and the way we think of a system. And one of the distinctions that we didn't explore is that following a regimen, in a strange way, it can be kind of relaxing, right? Because you don't have to make any decisions. Right. You don't have to think. You don't have to apply any critical problem-solving skills. You just have to obey the rules, right? Yeah. It's like just going on autopilot sort of, except that it's someone else's autopilot usually that you're following. Right. It's more like those driver education cars where the uh, the teacher can actually take over the controls of the car. <laughs> now that would be handy. <laughs> In contrast to that, mastering a system can be a little frustrating. 
because you're constantly going to be rubbing up against the boundaries of what you already know and what you currently understand and have mastered and what feels comfortable to you. But we just want to suggest that this very frustration can actually be a sign that you are on your way to something much more valuable. Absolutely. And you may be sitting there thinking, wait a second, I've heard this episode before. (laughs) Isn't this just failure is awesome in disguise? And yeah, but actually mostly no. Failure is the point in your adventure or your journey where you decide that you are ready to take a different path. Frustration happens along the way to that point. Or said another way, you will actually likely experience frustration on the path to failure or on the way to a success. It's part of the journey. Ooh, I like that distinction, right? Because it really underlines the fact that frustration is not necessarily a sign that you've taken a wrong turn or that you're on the wrong path. It is part of the process. So Absolutely. Yeah, so not exactly the same as failure. But in his book, which is called Range, Why Generalists Triumph in a Specialized World, Author David Epstein talks about the differences between the way math, mathematics, or maths, as they say in... I love the way they say that in Britain. Yeah, yeah, whenever I'm watching BBC. The way maths is taught in different cultures. So here in the U.S. and maybe also in Canada, students tend to focus on memorizing formulas. Yeah. And in Japan, Epstein says, and I'll have to take his word for this because I have not been to school in Japan... The emphasis is more on the general concepts. So instead of teaching students how to solve a certain type of math problem and then giving them 20 or 30 similar problems to practice on, and that's certainly the way I remember doing math when I was in school, Japanese math teachers might give students a problem, a math problem, and not tell them how to solve it, not show them how the solution works, and let them spend an entire class period trying to figure it out. (laughs) Now, just thinking about that, right? It must be, it could easily be very frustrating, but apparently it's far more effective in terms of developing critical thinking and innovation and problem solving. Right. This reminds me of when I was in like grade two or grade three and I was studying French as a good Canadian does. And we were learning how to conjugate verbs. Do you know, have you ever conjugated verbs in a different language? Yes. Yeah, the je suis, tu es, il est, nous sommes, vous êtes, il est, or ils sont, elles sont. Yeah, so fun. And we would all do this basically, like we'd recite that in unison. And it literally, like those words were coming out of my mouth, but they meant nothing, absolutely nothing. It may as well have been maths for <laughs> that point. It wasn't until I actually had to struggle to figure out like what tense I was actually speaking in and what the subject of that sentence was and what gender the noun was that I was dealing with and so on that I really had to learn how to properly conjugate. Now, that, that repetition helped, of course. Like I had all those pairs memorized. I knew that it was je suis, tu es, and so on. So that part of the process wasn't bad or useless in any way. But the actual application of this information was a lot more frustrating than just parroting it. But it was also where the real long-lasting learning kicked in. But yeah, it totally sucked for a kid who really just wanted to be out riding his bike. <laughs> so in other words, not much has changed. No. Now you're just a big kid who just wants to be out riding his bike. Yeah, can we wrap this up, please? (laughs) No. (laughs) Just kidding. Feeling a little frustrated? 
No, I'm serious. It is very easy and natural, normal to feel that frustration when we don't know the answer, when we're not sure what to do, or even when what we're doing isn't working, or maybe it's just not producing results as quickly as we hoped it would or we wish it would. But the point that we want to make here is that as we said before, feeling frustrated does not mean that you've failed. And it's not a dead end. It's definitely not an emergency, especially if you can start to see it as an opportunity, if you can reframe that. Yeah, it's not a dead end. It's an opportunity or it's fertile ground. Right. And and there's something good that's coming out of it because being forced to figure something out as opposed to just having someone tell you the answer leads as you said, with, with your French conjugation, to much deeper and more durable learning. Because the things that you simply memorize or you imitate are quickly forgotten. But the type of learning that you really have to earn is really yours forever. And not only that, but that sort of learning is something that you're much more likely to be able to apply to a wide variety of problems instead of just that one narrow application. And if you go back to the episode that we were talking about earlier, the very last episode, the difference between a regimen and a system, you know that that is where the pay dirt lies, that you can apply this to to everything and anything, not just to that one solution. Yeah, I think we realized this when we had created a, a cycle, a device for use in our Wayless program that we called the Attention Intention Action Cycle. And we used that, we teach that to help the people that we're working with, well, in this case, to help them attain and maintain a healthy body weight and a healthy lifestyle. But then we realized that that same process of gathering information and setting goals and making plans and taking action and then going back to gather new information, that process can be applied to virtually any kind of goal. And here's a little secret. That's actually why we started this podcast. Right. Exactly. (laughs) But I will acknowledge, and I'm sure some of the folks that we work with will acknowledge that Going around that cycle a few times, as we do, sometimes involves a little frustration. Or a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Depending on what you're working on or depending on what part of the the process you're in. Mm -hmm. But there was this great article that you actually shared with me um, written by Sean Grace of, of Grace Media Works. And there was some really great advice in there for anyone that's engaged in this type of project. And we'll link to it in the show notes if you're interested in going and reading it. But here's a quote that I found really, really interesting and and important. When embarking on acquiring a new skill, embrace the frustration and the struggle. Know that a slow process in the beginning not only increases competency later, but more importantly, helps build critical thinking and creative problem-solving skills that last a lifetime. If you could pull that quote out and read it when you are in the throes of frustration, it can really change how it feels. It could make that frustration feel very valuable. We should try to make that into more of a soundbite, more of a more of a pithy kind of statement. It's a little verbose for just putting on a on a throw cushion. Embrace the frustration. Embrace the struggle, right? That works. You know, I loved what one of our Wayless members shared just this week in our private forum. She wrote I've finally come to accept that my relationship to food and eating and movement and exercise is just that. It's a relationship. And like any other relationship that's worth having in my life, it takes commitment and ongoing work. Yep. 
And to me, that connects to this topic because just to acknowledge that, yeah, relationships can also be frustrating. Just ask Brock about our relationship. Do you, <laughs> I think I think I, it's occasionally frustrating. But no, for real, any kind of relationship, a work relationship like ours or, or a family relationship can totally be frustrating. And part of the reason is because you're never done learning how to make them work. Relationships are dynamic. They're evolving And so are our goals and our priorities and our circumstances. But, you know, when we know that going in, then instead of getting frustrated that things aren't working, we can simply recognize, yep, this is the nature of the beast. And maybe, maybe if we embroider it on enough pillows, (laughs) maybe we can even see frustration as a sign that we're engaged in that higher level of learning and welcome it. I have to explain the reason I laughed so hard at that is because I believe I was the one that I was the source of the frustration yesterday. So (laughs) I can totally own that. I can be frustrating at times, but that's okay. That's what makes relationships worth working on. Now, uh, before we get into the takeaways, uh, in case you're actually wondering what happened to, to my frustration around how I was starting off my day, my morning routine, what happened for me was that I actually eventually realized that I wasn't stuck as much as I was actually trying to fix something that wasn't all that broken. I was sort of, in essence, resisting my own urge to change because I didn't fully believe that it actually needed to be changed, Hmm. which is kind of an interesting paradox that happened in my own brain there. At the very least, I didn't believe that my morning routine deserved a complete overhaul. So through the conversations that I had with Monica and the introspection that I did on my own, I shook off that frustration. And I, instead of doing an overhaul, I just made some small tweaks to my morning instead. And, yeah. you know, if I hadn't reached that moment of frustration, I may have actually like thrown the baby out with the bathwater and completely reinvented something that didn't need it and ended up in a worse place. Yeah, I remember that because it was feeling like it was completely out of whack and then you eventually realize oh no it's just slightly out of alignment yeah yeah okay how about some takeaways all right so takeaways number one frustration is not necessarily a sign that things aren't going well quite the opposite that's probably a hard one for people to wrap their heads around so i'm going to say it one more time frustration is not necessarily a sign that things aren't going well okay number two By working through frustration, you have created more durable learning. Number three, reframing the feeling of frustration as a positive sign can make it less frustrating and more fruitful. And number four, frustration is actually an opportunity to refine your thinking or your beliefs, to set up a more robust system or revise your tactics, and really learn from them. So how can you apply this information from this episode to your own life? Here's what we would suggest. Next time you notice that you are feeling frustrated, just stop and ask yourself what your frustration is actually telling you. What data is it conveying? Think about how you can use either that information, that data, or even just the feeling of frustration itself, which at its heart is just a desire for change. How can you use that to fuel positive growth? And I have a hint. It's not by blaming or shaming yourself or your efforts or even your coach or your system <laughs> or your method or your program. 
Just remember it is a valuable, not just a part of the process, but a valuable part of the process. And here's another tip. If you're not sure how you will identify when you're feeling frustrated, listen for that word when you're talking to people, because that's how I actually, that's how it came mm. up for me. I didn't realize I was actually feeling frustrated or, or using that word until it was echoed back to me. But uh, I think we, we can learn a lot from the way that we are talking to other people about what we're working on or, or our process. Yeah. And that's just another example of how great it is to have other people to bounce these things off of, because sometimes we're just too close to our own thoughts to actually hear them. So if you think that you know somebody who may be a little too close to their own thoughts to hear them, maybe share this episode with them. It's really easy to do. Just go over to changeacademypodcast.com and look for this episode or any episode that you feel like sharing and just send the link or slap it into social media or something. It can be really helpful for us as podcasters and also be really helpful for anybody who's feeling a little stuck in their ability to change. Yeah, and we really appreciate that. We sure do. Thanks for being here today. We will see you next time. All right. Thanks, everyone. This has been the Change Academy podcast with Monica Reinagle and Brock Armstrong. <laughs>